You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this Thursday morning. Now, let's turn to our next guest and topic of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about how data science can help with the training of teachers. And I'm really delighted to be joined by Zheng Chen Wei, who's an assistant professor from the Academic Unit of Human Communication Development and Information Sciences from the Faculty of Education at the University of Hong Kong. Good morning to you, Professor Zheng. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Nori. Uh, Hi, everyone. It's very nice uh, to be here and to meet everyone in the air. And uh, it's my pleasure to join your brunch. Thank you so much. Uh, we are also live, so I'd love for our listeners to join us on Facebook. And this way you'll be able to see and hear Professor Jung. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to, to, to join us uh, in this conversation. Um, so first of all, uh, tell us a little bit more about um, information science and, and data science. Um, this is your area of expertise. What does it mean and, and what is it exactly? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I'll be very happy to share my thoughts about that. So uh, basically, uh, I come from a joined place with both information science and data science training. So for me, information science, actually, it deal with all kinds of management of information in any form. So no matter whether you want to store information, retrieve information, describe, organize, represent, or simply providing information to others. It belongs to the field of information science. And actually, we uh, will further uh, categorize it into different research areas. For example, nowadays, we are so uh, hot about digital humanity. We discuss about health, medical, bioinformatics. We discuss a lot about hum, uh, human-computer interaction, and people are concerning about our young kids' information literacy. And we all deal with the information retrieval every day. We use the Google search, use different search engine, and also um, for more scholarly, um, we are also dealing with the science of science, which I will give you a brief introduction science later. Science of science. I've, I've yeah. I've never heard that term before. I would like to really urge our listeners to uh, go onto Facebook because uh, Professor Jung is also actually sharing uh, some slides that she's created. So if you are in a position to then head over to Facebook, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 and uh, Jung Chen Wei has, uh, present, uh, is presenting some slides for our listeners this morning. Very special. Okay, well, I'll have to follow up with Science of Science later on. Uh, please yeah, do yeah, continue. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, my another background is from data science. So nowadays, like data science is the fastest growing field across every industry because we just simply have increasing amount of data sources. And uh, it actually combines the traditional math and statistics, specialized programming, advanced analytics, artificial intelligence, machine learning. So it combines all these kind of techniques, but it applied to any kinds of subject matter expertise to uncover some actionable insights that hidden in an industry, in an organization's data. So we hope these kind of insights can be used useful to guide an organization's decision making or strategic planning. 
So that is about uh, the data science. So I come from uh, the joint place of data science and information science. So for my research, uh, basically I have two strings. One string is I try to uh, use the scholarly data that I try to study the sense of science, which means I try to understand the mechanisms underlying the doing of science, like why the scholars, they collaborate with each other, why a scholar cite the other's work, how they work together, how they work in team to uh, push the advance of science. So that is uh, using of scholarly data to under, uh, to mind this kind of underlying mechanism. And on the other hand, I work on a lot uh, on knowledge discovery, which uh, I use like uh, computational approaches, I use social network analysis to really uh, dig into the educational data or other kinds of data to try to extract the useful knowledge from such data. So that I might provide some insights for the educational field for some other industry. So that is about uh, my background. Okay. Um, you a few slides ago, you you talked about digital humanities. Um, yes. Professor Jiang, explain a little bit more about what that means. Oh yeah, digital humanity nowadays is a very uh, fancy thing, and people have. Uh, let me share the size. People have uh, nowadays uh, find the beauty of digital humanity. But many people ask me, what is digital humanity? So for my understanding, it's just a, a simple, simple thing. So we try to integrate the uh, computing or information technology, digital technology, plus with the discipline of the traditional humanities. So that means you will see we use maybe like the computing approach, we use information retrieval, data mining, statistics, digital mapping, on the traditional study of philosophy, literature, linguistic, music, or cultural studies. So here we incorporate both digitized and also born digital materials. So let me further explain. So um, after sorting uh, all kinds of uh, digital humanity projects across the world, and we can simply uh, categorize the current digital humanity uh, into four levels. The first level is try to construct humanity database or data sets. That means previously we have so many kinds of humanity uh, data resources. For example, we have rare books, we have uh, we have different um, architecture, we have different artwork, but uh, there's no way for us to really curate them, to really um, organize them. But nowadays with a uh, the digital technology, for example, like the Google Books project, we are able to digitize those real books which are, were in the uh, very hidden place in the library before. But nowadays, with the uh, Google Books project, for example, people, we uh, as no um, normal people, we can easily find those copy, digital copy online that will make um, the access, uh, so access it will be making uh, things more accessible. Kind of, yeah, it'll be making yeah, things more, more accessible. accessible. Sure. 
Yeah, and also make those unstructural things into more structural ways. So that is the first basic level for digital humanity. And next is we try to develop and use uh, those digital tools to really help the study of humanity. So for example, like uh, previously uh, that to when we study the literature or linguistic things, we read uh, those artwork, we may really need to uh, do many, many uh, manual work to really code, to really see um, how the author explain a concept, how the authors have different debates. But nowadays, uh, we try to use some uh, natural language processing tools so we can replace and free uh, freeing the scholars from such manual work. So they may just uh, focus more on more um, intelligent humanities issues, but rather uh, spend too much time on manual coding, manual work. So, so that is who's the second doing, level. Who, who's doing the coding work now? Is it sort of uh, AIs or, or like the AI, side? the computer, the software, the natural language processing? So, for example, like uh, let's say uh, we have a keyword before. Let's say we have uh, some uh, work from uh, ninety. Uh, no, maybe uh, 60, uh, 50 something, uh, very old days. And uh, they have, they are discussing about a topic uh, in, a, uh, in a book and uh, we have some keywords, but previously it's really rely on uh, the scholar, on the researcher to see, okay, how this concept is explained. For example, how many times, how, what's the frequency that the author has mentioned this concept one, this concept two, this concept three. But nowadays, like we just use the AI thing. We use uh, natural language processing just to quickly give us a statistics of, okay, what's the word frequency uh, of different concepts? And we can even put some rules. We say, okay, this concept actually is a it's like a common knowledge. We don't care about this one. So ignore this one. You don't need to uh, count this one, but you count some key points. So it can really give us some statistical report about how the concepts are explained in a book statistically. Wow. Then from this statistical evidence, then we as scholar can have further judgment and can have some further argument. Okay, maybe uh, there is some change in the discussion of this concept and this concept are using maybe in the positive way uh, in the first half of the book, but later this concept had got some debates and there are there is a new concept coming and they are uh, debating with each other, so on and so forth. So we can, with, with the help of digital, uh, with this kind of uh, digital technology, we will have a clear evidence from those uh, unstructured data. So that is the second level, how this kind of digital tools can help the study of uh, humanities uh, disciplines. Wow, it kind of reminds me of a sous chef, uh, Professor Jiang. It kind of reminds me of a chef that sort of prepares everything, chops all the onion, chops all the carrots, and then the professor, yeah. who's the chef, can just cook with the ingredients. So it's sort of like that. Yeah. The AI is sort of yeah. uh, selecting all the words, for, you know, all those keywords from a, a 17th century, for example, if you're studying 17th yeah. century um, uh, mm -hmm. uh, literature, and then that AI will select all the key themes that 
you'll need for your uh, project or for, for your uh, assessment. Oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that means we really uh, push uh, research method and research paradigms in humanity disciplines to uh, from the very purely qualitative way to more joint qualitative and quantitative way. So here we don't say quantitative will replace qualitative because for the humanities discipline, uh, the specialty is we really rely on different scholars' opinions, judgment to really extract those key points from uh, different work. So we really rely on the opinions of scholars, that is the qualitative analysis. But quantitative thing is we get these kind of statistics that as the help, like you mentioned, uh, we have somebody already uh, chopped the ingredients for us. So we don't need to go into that deeper, really spend time work on that part. So with the help of this a kind of quantitative uh, uh, evidence, we may better initiate the discussion more qualitative way. So that also innovate uh, the research methods in this field. And uh, with uh, the change of the research method and research paradigms, actually we are kind of distract and reconstruct the landscape of humanity disciplines nowadays. So nowadays you may see somebody from computer science background are working in humanity problems, but uh, they are trained with the uh, computer science or data science uh, expertise, but they are trying to use these kind of new approaches to still answer the problem of humanity problems. So uh, digital humanity, the key point is we still try to solve humanity disciplines problem, but we just want to get the assistance from digital technologies. So that's, uh, that's the idea of digital humanities. So for example, uh, a similar uh, example that people have argued a lot like the Shakespeare's authorship question because Shakespeare has published so many work and there are always an issue people uh, argue, okay, whether all the work named after him were written by Shakespeare alone, whether he has any co collaborator or even kind of like a ghost writer. writer that, so yeah. there are many ways to answer this question. For example, previously people will analyze uh, Shakespeare's life and looking for evidence of his ghost writing or analyze the differences in writing skill between different pieces of work. But because we as humans have limited efforts, limited abilities, so uh, it's not uh, feasible that we can read all of his work by one person or a team, then we can have a like systematic systematical uh, comparison. But nowadays, we just uh, can rely on uh, some natural language processing tools to really do it in an easy way. For example, can we just count the word frequency that we can see uh, uh, across different piece of work? Maybe uh, this work, Shakespeare rely on using a certain kind of words, but in another uh, piece of work, maybe uh, he uh, try to use another similar words, but not these words. So when we 
detect like the writing style difference, the word usage difference, maybe we have some evidence that may lead us further discussion. Okay, there may be some collaborators like um, in a shadow that we don't know, but it's not purely the Shakespeare's work. So uh, these kind of statistics, they cannot directly give us the results, but they just uh, lead us some basis for discussion that can solve those kind of uh, humanity disciplines problem. So that that's one example. And the other example is uh, like the uh, holographic uh, riverside scene at Qingming uh, Festival, Qingming Shanghe Tu. So that one was displayed during the uh, 2010 Shanghai World Expo uh, in China. So that means we use the technology nowadays, we can dynamically displayed the previous uh, static people and objects in the form of holographic video so that we can attract the attention of the world of every people mm -hmm. to really promote Amazing. like development of those um, ancient Chinese painting and Asian Chinese cultural. So I think that is a way we still, we just use the digital technology, but we don't highlight the technology here. We still highlight the beauty of those older of the art. Yeah. Well, yes. Professor Zhang, I really learned so much from you and I look forward to inviting you back uh, for, for more chats. We're out of time today. I'm afraid we have to go to the news. Uh, but thank you yeah. so much for your sharing. Uh, really, really interesting examples that you gave about how um, data science can also aid with, with teaching as well and sort of the different examples mm -hmm. that you highlighted. Uh, thank you so much once again to uh, Professor Zhang Chen Wei, who's an assistant professor from the, uh, from the Academic Unit of Human Communication Development and Information Sciences from the Faculty of Education at the University of Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. You have a lovely day. Thank you. Sorry, uh, I'm not able to share more about data science. It's fine. No problem at all. I will have yeah, next opportunity and we can further our discussion. For sure. Thank you.